stress. Yes, and sh- and everyone wants to know, should you buy first or sell first? That's what we'll be addressing on Morning Minutes with myself, Michael Burjo, Mark Novak. Sorry for the delay, technical issue, but Mark, let's get straight into it. In today's market, right now, this month of April and next month, if you're looking to buy and sell, what should you do first and why? Look, it's a scary situation. It's a question we get probably asked the most when people are, when we're doing an appraisal for people's house. So people, people are, you know, get you through. They want to know what it's worth. They're talking to banks, finance and stuff like that. And they're saying, hey, what do you reckon? We're really scared about not having a house or not being, uh, you know, being left without a home if we sell our place. So it's a really, really stressful and really big move for people. The idea of a good agent is to make it easier for you. Yeah, and it's a huge question. And I reckon besides how's the market, it is the second biggest question asked out okay. there when we're sitting in the living rooms. And how now, do you... A couple of points. Um, at the moment, we were sitting at uh, this time in January, we were sitting at 550 properties. So yep. on realestate.com.au, we, uh, that's between uh, Spitbridge all the way up to Palm Beach, all the way up to French's Forest, Forestville area. There was 550 properties for sale. Now, what's the number? As of today, residential, 765. So what's that? 20, 10%? 50%, 50% more properties that hit the market um, yep. almost uh, in, in, in that marketplace. So my point is there's a lot more properties on the market. There seems to be a bit of a movement with real estate agents not to list on real estate, the common domain first and to use it as a second resort. So I would I'd suggest more so than there was in January. So I'd suggest to everyone that maybe there's more like 900 properties on the market. Yes. Now, my point is, do you buy first, do you sell first? Well, there's actually a really good selection of property out there. It's certainly not slim pickings. Um, so if you, so my advice, what's yours, Mike? What would you do? Uh, sell first, two reasons you know how much you've got to spend. And also in a tough time, in a tough market where buyers aren't readily available, if you're a buyer with the ability to transact quickly uh, and confidently, you generally get a better result in the deal. Like when we're dealing with buyers who are, there's my offer, 66W cash ready. Um, You can sometimes see vendors who are, more uh they need to sell quickly right yep. so there's a timely manner like fast time to sell rather than waiting out for this hero price that may or may not come those vendors will be they're just going to be jumping on their heels to get that type of buyer so uh having the money ready and willing and able to invest and buy i think will be more negotiable yeah, look, I think also you you just know what you're spending. Like there's nothing worse than buying something and you don't know how much money you've actually got in order to buy. So I think it's critical if you that you do sell first because at the moment you may be selling for less than what you expected. Now that's good news also because you're buying for less than what you expected. But I think first of all, to get, to get it all lined up properly, um, talk to your banks. Uh, see what sort of money and what what ability you've got to lend. Make sure there's property out there that's suitable for you. Um, I'm getting a bit of scratching on your end. Is yeah. that no? Sorry. Um, and then so basically, 
definitely talk to your broker. Definitely do your little search around for buying, but don't buy. Definitely do your search around for selling with agents and get it on the market. Now, if you sell, ask for a long... This is a big trick. Yeah. If you sell, ask for a long settlement reducible by the seller only. A long settlement, which settlement's the date from when you actually exchange contracts that's sold to moving out and handing the key over to the purchaser. That's the settlement period. Normally that- Longer. What's normal and what would you recommend? Well, normally it's six weeks. I would ask if I was a seller because I'm selling, it's my terms, it's my house. So what I would say is maybe like a 16 week or a 20 week settlement, uh, but reducible by me only on request. So what that would then mean that I've got the ability to go shopping and say, I want a 20-week settlement, 16-week settlement, 12-week settlement, eight-week settlement, because I can simply just reduce it on my end if, if I need to, only if I need to. So the benefit there, you can continue living in the, ho- the home you've presently lived in that you've sold. Yep. You're not rushed to find a property within a week. You've actually got a couple months of looking around. You don't feel pressured. And because more than likely, it's quite easy to get a short settlement on a property. So even if you took even longer, you could always do a one-week settlement or a two-week settlement on what you're buying. And that may look favourable to get you a better price rather than have bought and you have to have sold and you've got to reduce your sell time from maybe five weeks down to one week and there may not be the right buyer there. So you've got to potentially take 50 grand less, for example... To, make, to do a deal with the current buyer to make it work. So it just offers you a lot less stress, doesn't it? And yeah, it, it does. It does. And if anyone has just tuned in, what we're talking about is if you're living in a house and you're considering selling it and buying another property, you know, there's the age-old problem of do I buy first or do I sell first? That's what we're talking about today. Um, but another one, Michael, as well, when you've got it, when you, when you actually um, sell first and you've got that long settlement, you become, you're actually, there's no desperation. There's nothing worse. I got to get out of my house. I got to get out of my house and you may pay overs because Mm. of the, because of the desperation that you're in. You want to have that long settlement and then you're a cool cute. You're a cool cat. Yes. I can do short. Yes. I can do no, but you're chasing, you're chasing value. You know what I mean? So I think it's very, very important to get not only sell first, but to get that long settlement on your terms, which is a reducible long settlement, reducible only by you. So the purchaser can't say, I want you out earlier. Only you can say, I'm leaving earlier. Yeah, and even so a good tip there is, and a lot of buyers may pay more on a property if they can have a longer settlement because finance is quite difficult. So not only can you buy for less because you can do quick deals, you may get more in the sale because you're offering favorable terms, even though they favor you. Yep. Now, another good point is then, Mark, you can almost you can actually ask for the deposit that buyer paid on your property property oh, nice. to release to you as yep. cash to secure another property. So this can basically be a cash injection of eighty to two hundred, whatever it is, and that yep. could maybe allow you to get a little bit better property than you um, anticipated or thought, or just move quicker to do so rather than getting a bridging loan or other types of short-term finance to put down a 10% deposit. Because regardless, if you own the property outright that you're selling, you still need cash to secure a property. So that's where that can really, really come in handy. 
another nice angle, another nice angle. So the idea is, guys, calm your farm, don't stress. It is okay to sell first. It's the preferred method. Like it's going to be in your interest. And when I see people do that, they're much more cooler cats. Yeah. Um, sell first, and then you know how much you've got to spend. Um, you got a long, you negotiate a long settlement, so you're not for you're not you not your back's not up against the wall. You can reduce that long settlement. Um, and then you can go out shopping and you can be a little bit cheeky because you've got plenty of time uh, yeah. and there's really good buying. And another way to do it because um, that could work is a short settlement but with a little lease on it for three months, a licence agreement, because you may want to have all the money in your bank before you go shopping rather than having the security of a sale. So that's one way it can work as well because sometimes coming at this time of year, people want deals to fall either side of the financial um, end of financial year. Yep. So let's say if you've got a buyer who really wants it to be settled this side of the year, um, but doesn't have to move in, then you can do a lease back to them. And then it gives, and then it works out the same as well. Cause you actually may work out better. You've settled, um, but you've got a bit of flexibility with the lease. People are a little funny though, paying rent when they they used to own it, but it is an option if uh, someone needs it to be settled. Within you a can sentence. always do that. Spot on. So that's the rundown, guys. Hopefully this session helped you. Is there anything else you want to add, Michael? No, that covers it. Giddy up. And we're a bit we're a bit, we're a bit frozen while we're talking today because and frazzled because, because it was a, it was such a we uh we had a big technical hitch at the beginning, so we're we're late coming onto the show. So uh it yeah, I feel a bit like a robot today. Yeah, anyway, we'll be back. back All right, to- man. Thanks Cheers. guys. Thank Cheers. You. Bye 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 bye.